Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the new push for police reform in the United States with a sweeping investigation into Minneapolis police and calls for change. The celebration, the relief, the tears across the nation. Now the Justice Department wants to know if there's a pattern of discrimination in the Minneapolis police force. And Derek Chauvin behind bars on suicide watch, isolated in a maximum security prison after being convicted of murdering George Floyd. Plus, what will happen to the other three officers charged in Floyd's death? Our 60 Minutes interview with the prosecution. I was never convinced we were going to win this case until we heard the verdicts of guilty. Lethal force. The questions tonight about why a police officer shot and killed a teen girl armed with a knife. Vaccine milestone. The Biden administration is about to pass 200 million shots. But the danger is growing as demand for vaccines is slowing. Plus, the shocking new details as the FDA goes inside one of the plants that makes the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Our interview with George W. Bush. The former president is mixing his passion for painting with immigration reform. What he thinks it will take to end the crisis on the southern border. Spring snow, record lows in dozens of cities. And the hiker that saw pollution and became the solution. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with a sweeping new federal investigation into the Minneapolis Police Department. Less than 24 hours after a jury found one of the city's former officers, Derek Chauvin, guilty of murdering George Floyd. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland now says he's ordering a review 
of the entire police department to see if there is a larger pattern of excessive force and discrimination by officers. Meantime tonight, Chauvin, seen here in a new mugshot, is awaiting sentencing at a Minnesota state prison. Corrections officials say the 45-year-old is being kept alone to protect him from other inmates. And in a sign of how dramatically his case has changed the conversation on policing in America, tonight the interim chief in Columbus, Ohio, is releasing body camera video of an officer involved shooting there. Police shot and killed Micaiah Bryant about 30 minutes before the Chauvin verdict Tuesday, after the 16-year-old appeared to charge another woman with a knife. We'll have more on that in just a moment. But CBS's Jet Begays is going to lead off our coverage tonight in Minneapolis with that new Justice Department probe. Good evening, Jeff. Nora, federal civil rights investigators are already on the ground here in Minneapolis, and this may be where they start their investigation. It is the former third precinct here in Minneapolis where Derek Chauvin once worked. At the height of the protest last year, vandals tried to burn it to the ground. In his first major announcement, Attorney General Merrick Garland opened an investigation that will have the Minneapolis Police Department under a federal microscope. The Justice Department has opened a civil investigation to determine whether the Minneapolis Police Department engages in a pattern or practice of unconstitutional or unlawful policing. The investigation will review the department's policies, training, command structure, and use of force investigations. The federal probe stems from the death of George Floyd last May, which exposed, among other things, allegations of misconduct within the city's third precinct. It was a target for vandals who set out to burn it to the ground during the unrest after Floyd's death. Last year, in an interview, the police chief acknowledged that the precinct had a reputation. What kind of reputation does the third precinct have? I've, I've heard that um, the 3rd Precinct has an attitude. I've heard that from even other officers, but, but I've heard about other precincts having their own different personalities. Nationwide, there are calls for reform as well as new ideas. I think it's time for us to have a commission to take a deep dive, deep look, uh, evidence-based approach to how will we imagine policing. Are you calling for President Biden to reconsider his decision not to have another commission? Absolutely. So far, the Biden administration has backed the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act in Congress, which bans chokeholds, no-knock warrants in drug cases, and makes it easier to file a lawsuit against a police officer. The legislation passed the House, but it's stalled in the Senate. With every new video that goes viral, the discussion over the future of policing gets more heated and more complicated. Nora, this federal investigation could take up to a year or longer to complete. Now, if it finds anything, the Justice Department could go to federal court to force the department here to change. Nora. All right. Jeff Begay's with that big news. Thank you. And tonight, Derek Chauvin is being held at a maximum security prison for his own safety as he awaits sentencing. CBS's Jamie Ucas reports on how much time Chauvin could face. Derek Chauvin has spent his first 24 hours behind bars. Find the defendant guilty. He was transferred to a correctional facility about 25 miles from downtown Minneapolis, where he's being kept in a unit away from the general population. A guard does a wellness check every 30 minutes. Chauvin will stay there until his sentencing in eight weeks. Prosecutors will ask for a longer sentence than the minimum state guidelines of 12 and a half years. Among the reasons, the crime was committed in front of children, 
Once sentenced, Chauvin's defense team can file an appeal. These three former Minneapolis police officers were charged along with Chauvin in Floyd's death and each faced charges of aiding and abetting Chauvin in second-degree murder as well as second-degree manslaughter. Their trial is scheduled to begin in late August. Community leaders hope this is just the beginning. We are coming together because we are tired. We are tired of being mistreated. We have been mistreated as a people for too long. Today, many in law enforcement, like St. Paul officer Antoine Denson, are taking in the magnitude of the moment. When you heard the verdict, did you first think of yourself as a black man or as a police officer? As a, as a human being. Denson captured on this video, kneeling and crying with protesters last year as they called for justice. We have to start reviewing a lot of use of force complaints from Minneapolis. Do a self-reflection of ourselves so we can move forward. There is a diverse group of people still coming and going and gathering here at George Floyd Square. Tomorrow, Dante Wright, the young black man shot and killed by a police officer a week and a half ago, just 10 minutes from here, will be laid to rest. The Floyd family will be there. Nora. Jamie Ukis, thank you. And late today, Minnesota's Attorney General Keith Ellison spoke with Scott Pelley for 60 Minutes about why history made him nervous about whether they would get a conviction. Was there ever a time that you thought you could lose this case? I was never convinced we were going to win this case until we heard the verdict of guilty. I remember what happened in the Rodney King case. And I remember how uh, devastated I felt when I heard that the, the jury acquitted those, those, those officers, particularly when the, the victim is a, is a person of color. It's just rare that there's any, any accountability. Every moment of this case, I thought, what are we missing? Do we need another witness? I was not sure that we were going to get the just result that we did get until I heard uh, Judge Cahill announce the verdict. Well, Scott Pelley's interview with Keith Ellison will air this Sunday on 60 Minutes. We want to go now to Columbus, Ohio, where police released body cam footage just hours after an officer shot and killed a 16-year-old girl. CBS's David Begno has the new details tonight. Hey. It all happened in just 11 seconds, from the moment Officer Nicholas Reardon is seen arriving at the scene to when he fired four shots at Michaela Bryant. Police say they were responding to a 911 call about someone who had a knife. These grown girls over here trying to fight us, trying to stab us. When Officer Reardon arrived, Bryant appears to be chasing one girl before threatening another. Slowed down, police say the video shows 16-year-old Bryant raising a knife. Officer Reardon repeatedly shouts, get down, and then he fires. Get down! Get down! Does the Columbus Police Department policy state that the officer must declare he is about to shoot before he does shoot? We we try, but it is not a uh, policy requirement that you in, uh, yell your intent to fire your weapon. A second officer starts performing CPR on Bryant almost immediately. She later died. A knife can be seen nearby. In a very unusual move, police released the video just six hours after the shooting. She had a knife. Based on this footage, the officer took action to protect another young girl. Bryant's mother, Paula, says Micaiah was an honor roll student. This never should have happened. She's a loving girl. I'm a father. Her family is grieving. Regardless of the circumstances, a 16-year-old girl lost her life. 
You know, on social media, a lot of people are asking, could the officer have used a taser instead of a gun? Well, I asked the police chief that here in Columbus, and he said this. When there is an active assault and someone is using a deadly weapon, in this case a knife, a police officer is allowed to use deadly force, in this case his gun, to either protect himself or someone else. Nora. All right, David Begno, thank you. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Tonight, the U.S. is nearing a major milestone in the fight against the coronavirus. The U.S. is about to deliver the 200th million COVID shots since President Biden took office, beating his target by about a week. But the pace of vaccinations has slowed at a critical time. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz. Tonight, COVID infections remain stubbornly high, even with a third of adult Americans fully vaccinated and more than half with one dose. Just five states account for roughly 43 percent of cases nationwide. Many others are like Illinois, with cases down, but hospitalizations and deaths up. Now health officials are concerned the pace of vaccinations may be slowing down, giving the virus more opportunities to mutate and spread. We're very soon hitting that wall where uh, everyone who wants to get vaccinated uh, will have gotten at least one dose. A new Kaiser Family Foundation analysis projects that enthusiasm to get vaccinated may peak in the next two to four weeks. Unless we can convince more people who are sitting on the sidelines now, uh, we're, we're not going to have enough people vaccinated to, to hit herd immunity. Complicating vaccination efforts, a new FDA report out today found unsanitary conditions at the plant that produces the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The plant remains closed and J&J's vaccine rollout is still on pause after reports of rare blood clots are under investigation. To sway more people to get vaccinated, President Biden today urged companies to give workers paid time off to get a shot and proposed a company tax credit. No working American should lose a single dollar from their paycheck because they chose to fulfill their patriotic duty of getting vaccinated. Those are the people Pastor Autry Phillips handing out food here in Chicago is trying to reach, an effort complicated by the J&J pause. In the last few weeks, I would say maybe 10 people, 12 people that actually use J&J as an excuse. And these are people who now may not get vaccinated. Exactly. But with the work that we're doing on the street, we're believing that we can turn that around. Home nurse Verna Keys wasn't swayed. What did you think when they decided to pause Johnson & Johnson? Mm, I thought that something was wrong, and that's, like, um, that's why I didn't take it. Did that make you more skeptical? Yes, it did. Here at Chicago's Rush University Medical Center, vaccine appointments were fully booked until late last week, but this week, demand is down by more than 15%. Nora? All right, hoping to get my shot later this week. Adriana Diaz, thank you. And we turn now to the crisis on the southern border. Arizona's governor has now declared a state of emergency to handle the influx of migrants coming from Mexico. We visited with former President George W. Bush at his ranch in Texas. He told us what he'd do about the crisis if he were still president and why he's rejoining the immigration debate. 
Deep in the heart of Texas is the former president's 1,600-acre ranch. Come on in. Where he's mixing his new passion for painting with an issue he's cared about for decades, immigration. The problem with the immigration debate is that it, it, uh, uh, one can create a lot of fear. You know, they're coming after you. The former president hopes his voice makes that debate less fearful after four years of anti-immigration rhetoric. Was President Trump a uniter? Uh, no, the country was very divided during that period of time. And, uh, you know, as a result, he wasn't reelected. President Bush tells us that it was a prominent Republican's idea to get him back into the immigration debate. And I said, I don't want to put my voice in the immigration debate. I'm, I'm, I'm a quiet guy. I'm, I've done my deal. I'm not going to criticize my successors. And he said, why don't you paint the portraits of immigrants? And I said, wow, that's a good idea, and started. And I'm now uh, involved in the uh, immigration discussion. <laughs> the last president to pass a reform bill was a Republican. Many people don't know that Ronald Reagan's bill in 1986 essentially allowed amnesty for 2.7 million undocumented immigrants. Uh, president Reagan did sign a bill. I don't believe it uh, would work in this day and age, uh, providing immediate amnesty. I do, however, believe people who have been here who paid the law and paid their taxes ought to be given a chance. A pathway to citizenship. pathway to citizenship. If they pay their taxes. If they pay their taxes and uh, prove to be good citizens. And if that were the proposal by President Biden, would you lobby your own party to support that? Well, I am right now. Um, I don't know whether my own party listens to me or not is another question. And people say, well, that's going to take jobs away from Americans. I disagree. I think that helps uh, grow the number of jobs available. There are a lot of jobs that are, aren't being fulfilled now. You come to Dallas and uh, in August, and not a lot of people are volunteering to put tile on roofs. Today, he's watching the crisis at the border and has a suggestion for one of the first things that needs to be done. There ought to be more asylum judges on the border so they can handle these asylum cases so parents don't have to separate from their kids. The former president introduced us to Carlos Ravello. You're on the cover of President Bush's book. What does that mean to you? Only in America. And that's what this country is all about. Never say never. Ravello came to America to escape harm in El Salvador and became a citizen in 1987. If you had stayed in El Salvador, what would have happened? I don't think I'd be alive today. Today, he teaches American government, and the president hopes by sharing his story and others, things will change. Now, that's the thing that pisses me off about this debate. I really don't want to get involved in politics. The tone of the debate just was so disrespectful to people like Carlos. The people who work so hard. Yeah. Work hard. A very candid George W. Bush, and there's much more of our interview with the former president on our Facebook and Instagram pages. It looks and feels a lot like winter tonight for about 90 million Americans. Snow fell from the Great Lakes to northern New England. A pile of cars and trucks shut down Interstate 41 in Wisconsin. Temperatures are dropping overnight to record lows across the eastern third of the U.S., 
Out of this news tonight, the D.C. Attorney General is suing Beechnut, accusing the baby food giant of misleading the public about the safety of its products and knowingly selling baby food tainted with lead, arsenic and mercury. In a statement, Beechnut says its products are and have always been safe and nutritious, but it does not comment on pending litigation. It began as a quick cleanup job that morphed into a year and a half of backbreaking work. One man's mission has become an inspiration. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti continues our series, Eye on Earth, Our Planet in Peril. I'm gonna go stand at Edgar McGregor set out to clean up his popular hiking trail in Southern California, documenting his good deed on social media. Wednesday, April 7th. I wanted to clean up as much trash as I could find. He yeah. thought it would only take a few sunny days. He could not have been more wrong. 116 degrees Fahrenheit. Thursday, December 26th. How much trash have you picked up here? I would say it's about 12 to 15,000 pounds of trash. So much trash, at times his bucket wasn't enough. I filled an entire dumpster of trash over the last three hours. As his haul got bigger, so did his reach. Those who, inspired by him, grabbed their own buckets. I can inspire people around the world, in Australia, in Norway, in India, wherever, to clean up their parks. McGregor doesn't get paid to pick up after litter bugs, though he did one time find five bucks. Got some bottle caps. After 589 consecutive days, this video. The park is finally clean. I've done it, guys. Millions have seen it. That's a lot of new buckets on the trail. John Vigliotti, CBS News, Los Angeles. Some of America's iconic monuments here in Washington are endangered by the rising waters of the Potomac River. What's being done to protect them? That's tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.